Welcome to the Spot Actor Podcast. I'm Dr. Trevor Cates. Today we're talking about how living closer to the rhythms of seasons, plus using Chinese medicine elements, benefits your health and wellness. My guest is Dr. Sarita Elizabeth Cox, who provides diet, nutrition, and lifestyle prescriptions to break cycles of disease and optimize health through traditional medicines, elemental, and seasonal wellness practices. Her primary clinic is in a developing food forest on a rehabilitated tornado land. She also serves the Mississippi Band of Choctaw Indians and works to advance integrative health. In this interview, Dr. Cox explains how the five elements of Chinese medicine relate to the seasons, and she shares wellness suggestions for transitional times and how living closer to the rhythms of seasons benefits your health and wellness. She even shares specific foods and teas that help during the transition, and she has these beautiful elemental wisdom cards that she shares, and we talk about how to use these to help integrate into your health plan. So please enjoy this interview. Sarita, it's so great to have you on the Spot Doctor podcast. Welcome. Thank you, Trevor. Nice to be here. Yeah, so I'm really excited to interview you about elemental wisdom. And But before we dive into some of the questions I have for you, can you give everybody a little background on how you came up with this system? I can. I was working with a group of supportive colleagues, and I had for a long time wanted to write a book, a kind of 365 days of self-care. And when I started really speaking with people that were in the industry and also speaking to my accountant, one of the things that came out of this was breaking down the information into small daily self-care tips that correlated to the seasons versus giving somebody one more piece of information, one more protocol to follow. So it really came out quite organically, um, just over time. And um, I'm really proud of the um, elemental wisdom structure because it really encompasses source and our relationship to source. Yeah, that's amazing. And you've got such a unique background of, of all kinds of different wisdoms of um, Chinese medicine, naturopathic medicine. So tell everybody, you know, how did you decide to do all of this and how do you kind of bring it together? So really what happened is when I started last year actually producing the wisdom cards, I basically just started writing down what I was saying to my patients in the clinic day after day. And I noticed that changed season by season. And I also started trying to translate the ways in which I have become healthier and I have found that there was a great deal of healing that started with me when I really unplugged as much as possible and plugged into natural rhythms and cycles. So specifically, two years ago, I built a tiny house over a little creek on my property, and it's completely solar and propane um, energized. And I started realizing when I would really stop technology with sunset and I would go into this space where I would use books or 
try to play the guitar or do some creative projects, I slowly started acclimating to a much more wholesome rhythm that started healing my own burnout. Yeah. I, I think oftentimes we do disconnect from the wisdom of, of nature that's around us. And, you know, you and I as naturopathic physicians, we really believe in the healing powers of nature. But even with that, we sometimes lose a connection with nature until we get, you know, spend time like you did and really uh, immerse ourselves in when the sun comes up, when it comes down, the seasons, and how that impacts us in our health and our happiness, um, our, our overall well-being. So I, I love this aspect of it. So let's, let's talk more about the, um, the five element constitutional types that you created, because I think this is fascinating, especially with during times of transition, when we've, we've been through a lot of stressful circumstances throughout the world recently. And and I think it's, it helps us, right, to, to understand these, these elemental uh, transition times. It does. It helps us understand those. And it also leads us toward being able to understand who we are uniquely, yet collectively, and do self-care. When we try to give of ourselves and we're not caring for ourselves that becomes incredibly exhausting or not very effective for much more than a few minutes. So the elemental five elements, that's actually a traditional Chinese medicine structure. And in the traditional Chinese system, basically there's, there's source. And then we start dividing away from source. So we would go from the one, we could call it God, the great spirit, Brahma, whatever our relationship is to unit, the superstructure that we, most of us feel guides us. And from that, we basically break down into what looks like the familiar, your Tai Chi symbol, the yin and the yang. So the black and the white of it. So our polarities, the left and the right of it, the he and the she of it. Beyond that, in Chinese medicine, the structure through TCM is that we then look at the next separation in five elements. And those five elements are a generative cycle that cycle around year after year, year after year. Um, even beyond that, it um, goes into 60-year cycles with all the permeations of that. So we have... We generally people start with the spring season, which is represented by wood in Chinese medicine. And the lesson there for our times, I would say right now, is thinking of ourselves as a sapling that can sway, a, a bamboo stalk that sways in the winds of change. So we're able to be flexible and we're able to bend and, and change with the times instead of being rigid and, and, and fracturing ourselves and breaking. So after the spring, the energy is rising. The spring is a, is a seed that's breaking through the cold earth of winter. And in the system that I relate to the most, every one of these 
seasons or elements, we come back to the earth element. Some people in Chinese medicine would say we go from wood to fire to earth to metal to water. However, I believe the most resonant system for me is every time we transition through seasons, we come back to our earth. So as a naturopath, it has a strong resonance because we know that so much happens in our gut health. And so during transitional times, like we're in now, around the summer solstice between the wood and the coming up fire, we come back to the earth to nourish our earth. So these are practices that we do to ground ourselves. As we were saying, to reconnect physically with the earth by going out and um, walking on the trails or observing what's, what's, what nature looks like right now. And given this model, we have that opportunity four times a year in transitions of the earth season to come back to care for the earth and do self-care there. And the, the moment of wisdom for this time would sound something like, there is more than enough. We, everything we need is already here. And um, we, need, we just connect inside and ground ourselves and that wisdom is available to us. It's not, not buying into worry, but strengthening our faith. So that's kind of the direction that we, we start and we rise. And then the next season will be into summer, which is the more full blossom of things. So in Chinese medicine, it's a generative cycle. And then the modification that some practitioners and I choose to use is this four seasons that we're familiar with, but then revisiting our earth every season because we can't get enough probiotics and um, healing our leaky guts and connecting our gut-brain axis. So that's really why I emphasize the transition times four times a year. Mm -hmm. Right, and then you, um, you created these cards and I, you know, I, love, I love these cards. Um, that you create. I, I'm a big fan of cards. I like angel cards. I like, you know, wisdom cards, all these kind of things. And this, so this is, you created these elemental wisdom cards. And I think these are so great. You sent me the earth ones because that's where we are right now, like what you're talking about. So I, I love this idea that you have created this to help people have ideas and um, understanding this. Um, so how do we use these cards? Um, why, why exactly did you create them and how do we use them? I'm sorry, the what was, how did I create them? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, yeah. So I created them in season. So as I have, um, over the last few years, where I'm embracing dynamic change. And um, several years ago, I moved my office onto a property after a catastrophic tornado. And in response to that, I created a food forest. And that's really when I started really getting, allowing my love of gardening to connect with my practice of medicine. So I literally moved my clinic, my private clinic into the food forest office. And um, out of that, I became more connected to the earth Gardening is a style of stress management. And when I was, when I was 
starting to create the cards, I was able to do it in real time. There are a lot of suggestions out there, like write a book in 30 days, hire a coach, do this, do that. But for me, what was natural is each season taking contemplative time, particularly around the transition time, and start listening to my own inner wisdom, reviewing some of the classical teachings that I have been gifted from Chinese medicine and Ayurvedic medicine, from deconstructive meditation practices like Vipassana. So I'll do a, a strong recollecting myself. And then I create the 73 cards for each season and then send them off to the printer in Mississippi. I live in Alabama. So we're supporting our local communities here. And then once they come back in, I hand stamp the bags. Um, so when this earth season one comes back, yes, yeah, so these are hand stamped. And my um, exploration last year is I used phytolacca berries. And so I'll return when they're back in season to stamp the bags out with an herb or a pigment from that season. So it's been a real slow, um, authentic and organic process to me that has allowed me to kind of capture those wisdoms and then invite people to have a, a daily reminder. So we can use them just like you're saying, like we might use an angel card deck. We might just wake up in the morning, every morning, and then hold the deck with intention, maybe spread it out and choose one. That's a great way to just channel our day. I've also found that sometimes I may choose a collective card. Like we're in such tumultuous times right now and we're all trying, many of us are trying to find ways to, to clarify our consciousness and to see ourselves and to do that self-improvement, but also how to help start healing in our community, how to have conversations, how to go beyond conversations into action to support our brothers and sisters. So sometimes I'll choose a card that sets the tone for my day that's more in a community affiliation. In your case, Trevor, I think a great way to use the cards would be to set a card out at your family meal. It is a conversation starter. And that conversation could be, read the card, what does it mean to you or your kids? It also may be, what did you do today to self-care? What are you gonna to do tomorrow to self-care? So I love the idea of sharing these with our family. It might be you pick a card and then suddenly you think of a friend. I invite you to text that friend, email the friend. Trevor, our public, our public um, library opened back up just two days ago. And one of the ways I like to use the cards personally has just been a bookmark. And so if we can now bookmark a resource that we're using from the public library, then when somebody opens it, it's marked to a special passage that was meaningful for you. So it helps our connectedness. So we actually do have on our website a ways to play. And that's a dynamic and living document. So we're starting to get stories from our patients and people that are buying the cards about how they play. So it's, it's not a hard, fast rule. We jokingly say that it's ages eight to 108, and we have ways to play for one, ways to play with two, and ways to play with the group. 
Okay, great. So I, I was just kind of shuffling through the, the deck and was feeling the cards and I just, this one kind of popped out um, for me and that says, it says, enjoy the bounty. Mm -hmm. So tell me about that card. In Chinese medicine, the earth season is related to the harvest. So we have gone through this, the spring where we planted our gardens and then we go through the summer where things have blossomed and become fruits of our labor. And then in the traditional sense, in the middle of that cycle is harvesting the bounty and then sharing that with those that are beloved to us. And in that particular metaphor or way of being in the world, when we have harvest season, there is so much. And the, the earth element constitution out of balance can be a bit of a hungry ghost. It can be the center for addictions because we're not connected. Because when we take things in, they don't satisfy us. And so that particular card really reflects the fullness of the fullness, the gathering and the sharing of the work we have done. And many people are now able in these transitional times to share the wisdom around health and wellness, around race and connectivity, about isolation and community that they've been working on. They're not, they are, many of us, many people are planting new seeds. Some are in the growth process, but earth is really about harvesting what we have been growing and then nourishing ourselves, nourishing our beloveds, and then sharing because there is so much. Mm -hmm. So yeah, much wisdom. Yeah, and so uh, we, we did, so in Park City, our growing season's a little late. So we just got our garden, and I mean, it's, it's a really short growing season. So we just got our garden in um, a few days ago. And so I think, I think of that too now as like, okay, now we can grow and um, enjoy the bounty of, of the garden. And I, right. I think right. a lot about summer and how it tends to be a bountiful time, right? Yes, absolutely. And, and so, um, and how, how does, um, can you explain a little bit more about summer solstice and how this ties it into earth? Sure. So the earth in the system that I'm, that I'm very fond of is four times a year at each of the equinoxes and at each of the solstice, we come back and we revisit these concepts. So even though it might be the, as we're moving from spring to summer, it's about reconnecting with the fullness of who we are. So the relationship there is we're moving from spring into summer. And so we would, we would revisit again from summer going into fall. We would come back and we would refresh our faith. We would lay down our worries again. And even though it may be a late harvest for us, but it may be more of a spiritual harvest or an emotional harvest if we don't actually have foods coming in. Mm -hmm. Very interesting. So let's talk about how you use this um, elemental wisdom in your naturopathic practice and how people use this from a health perspective. I mean, obviously we've talked, you mentioned some about gut health and the importance of that. 
What other ways do you use this in your practice and, and encourage your patients to, to help with them with their well-being? It's really been a blessing for patients because it's a cycle. It's a cycle that comes around every year. So it's not a, a fad that we get tired of or it, there's no shame in where we're starting on our journey or starting our journey again. So that's to be congratulated. So as we're coming out of spring, for example, during spring, the naturopathic philosophy is always cleanse your liver. And so that particular deck has a lot of emphasis on liver and gallbladder health. It might remind us to do yoga twists. It may remind us to put on a castor oil pack. It invites us to look around us and see that greenery is coming, so eat green. Sprouts are coming from the earth. Remember to eat sprouts. Our allergies may be setting in from seasonal allergies, so we may invite people to drink nettles tea or use raw honey or revere the honeybee to make a relationship with where all that bounty is coming from. So the, the spring season is um, a detox season in terms of how we rhythm in um, naturopathic medicine. And we love detoxing as naturopathic medicines. We do believe that there's a certain level of accumulation of, of toxins and of, um, stagnation that get accumulated. So naturopaths also love to do a fall cleanse. So in the metal season, we emphasize brushing the skin because that relates to, or uh, the largest organ relates to um, the lung and large intestine. And so we really teach people, remind people year after year, let's get your skin brushing going. Let's Let's get your skin healthy, get that glow from the inside. Let go of things through the large intestine, things have accumulated. So we might do a colon cleanse and we might do dry brushing and focus on that aspect of that, which is naturopathic in our training. We just invite people to remember it year after year. It's a great way of picking up your healthcare anywhere you want to during the year. And I think a lot of people. Our, we're our own worst critic. And so if we fall off a program, it's hard to pick it back up. I try to remind people that every year we're on this path, we're learning more. And we may forget for a moment, but then when we get that tiny reminder, suddenly every cell in the body remembers how useful Nettles Tea is. Oh yes, that helped me so much last year. And then we find year after year, people's seasonal allergies, once they start realizing that maybe it was the corn they were eating, maybe it was a food sensitivity that we might explore during gut health. But year after year, when we improve our health, a lot of the symptoms that have nagged us start minimizing. And then they may have a flare of those, but then they can just remember in season and start again. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's so important. And I think it is important to remember that there are certain foods that are better to eat at certain times and teas to drink at different times. Uh, uh, and, and like you talked about with doing a spring cleanse versus a fall cleanse and the difference in those. I think a lot of times we forget that. And I think a lot of uh, functional medicine, naturopathic 
physicians, we, we, we start to get away from that. So I think it's a great reminder that to people that there might be a better time depending upon where you are in your life and also where we are in the seasons as far as starting something new, eating certain things. And so I think it's so important for us to get back to this so that we can set ourselves up for success. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And so when we talk about, I want to talk about teas for a moment, because I think that's so fascinating. And I love herbal teas. I love drinking tea. And that, but there are certain teas to drink at certain times, right? So let's talk, can you explain a little bit more about that? When I found Chinese medicine's categorization of foods and herbs, I, it opened up a, a box, a package of wonder for me. So an easy example with teas is peppermint tea. And this is one I taught us in naturopathic school, actually peppermint tea versus cinnamon tea. So if we think about drink, drinking a chai tea that has things like black pepper and ginger, cinnamon, these types of herbs in it versus something like a, a mint tea. When we actually sip that tea, if we're paying attention, one is warming us and one is cooling us. And I will go into greater detail within even the mint family. We know that peppermint is actually more cooling than spearmint. And so even within that family, there are going to be derivations of, of the temperatures that we are imbibing. And they are, when people are having a lot of hot flashes, for example, in menopause, it's going to aggravate them to do a lot of hot spicy foods, or it's going to aggravate them to drink their chai tea. You can go the opposite sometimes, like in Indian culture drinks spicy teas all the time so that their, pres their perspiration is functioning well, which is our, our inherent air conditioning, right? But beyond that, there are the constitutions of temperature. There are qualities like certain teas make us more moist and certain teas dry us out more. Certain teas go more to the upper body, some to the lower body. All the teas, all the herbs have affinities with one or more of our organ systems. So we can really dial in exquisite individuation, which I will remind us all is dynamic. I only give a prescription for my patients for three months for one season. Now it may be they need that prescription again, but so many times I've seen people overuse a prescription that was given to them and then it actually starts causing symptoms because they've taken too much of it, they rectified their constitution, and then they took it the other direction. And yeah. so that kind of re-evaluation, and then now I, I will mix people's formulations based not just on the season, but also their constitution. Mm -hmm. So I'm mostly working on their constitution, but I know if they have seasonal flares of this related to the heat, I'll put more cooling herbs into their formulations. So it's a really exquisite way of, of noticing. 
of noticing who we are, what is our relationship with the external world, and how do we capture the dynamic nature of both us and the changing world to um, optimize. Yep, absolutely. Okay, so a lot of my listeners have skin concerns because of uh, my focus on skin. So sure. if you look at certain skin conditions, I, I, one that I just thought about was uh, rosacea. And for people who've taken my skin quiz, it's probably the heat skin type. So um, when you think about something like rosacea, there tends to be, like you were talking about with um, you know, that internal heat, right? There, there probably is more of an issue like that. So can you talk some about what that would mean as far as foods to eat and we, you know, herbs and things like that? So what I see with rosacea in my practice is very often, it is an intricate process where people often have taken a lot of antibiotics. And antibiotics actually, all medicines have an energy. And what happens in that particular manifestation of rosacea, the antibiotics have actually made the earth too cold. And then what we get is a deficiency flaring. So it's almost it's the same category in Chinese medicine that we would use the herbs for autoimmune flarings. So when we see heat, heat on the skin, it's coming from either excess or deficiency. And so the first thing we have to do is tease that apart. And I'm, I'm working with somebody that needs to be nourished and they need to be warmed. Although it sounds anti-intuitive, Sometimes the damage is so deep that even though we would think that herbs like cinnamon or futsa would actually overheat them, they don't because their constitution or their modified life has dampened them so much, they're, 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 they're super cold. And so the other end of the spectrum is somebody is just their constitution is they're just full on, they have so much energy. It's like people with high blood pressure, you know, they have this kind of reddened face because there's too much. There's too much pressure in the system. There's too much heat in the system. So those are truly excess syndromes. So most of my patients that I've seen with rosacea, when we start healing the gut, and we actually start nourishing them, usually with some B vitamins and some probiotics, I see them start to change. Now we may not get 100% with that. I've always been taught that we can create about 50% from external regimes and about 50% from internal regimes. So I think when we combine those pure, those pure ways of caring for ourselves, that we will have pretty dramatic results. Yeah. What, what do you see with rosacea? Yeah. What do you see the cause is? Right. No, I, I agree. I mean, a lot of it, a lot of skin problems go back to the gut. And so I think this is really interesting to look at it from a Chinese medicine perspective and an elemental wisdom perspective. It's um, it adds another layer of it. And it, it does make sense that it really is dependent upon what else is going on for the person. It's not just what's showing up on their skin, but what, what other symptoms do they have? What, what other things are they experiencing? That certainly helps to individualize it rather than just 
taking a look at someone's skin and just giving them one thing. It's, um, it's important to know a lot of different things about what's going on with the, with the person. One of the things I noticed over time that completely fascinates me about skin in context of the meridian systems, in our body, we have these 12 highways of energy. And Trevor, it is uncanny. Time after time, somebody will just get a breakout and it might be in an unusual place. And when we track it back, it's very often that meridian system, it will come out exactly on a point. Like it'll come out on a small intestine point on the face or a stomach channel in the face. It might come out on the chest in our um, lung points. And so that's always fascinating to me is to look where on the skin is the blemish showing up on the body of the meridian systems. And that often guides me, like, are you dealing with some grief that's unexpressed? And that might be coming out physically on their lung channel right here on their chest. So I love seeing how the skin is such an offering to us about how to look deeper and on what levels to look deeper that it's not a coincidence that the that the blemish comes up in this particular spot. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's so fascinating. Um, I love looking at these different perspectives and how we can bring all of these together. Uh, so, you know, Sarita, it's been so great having you on and learning more about elemental wisdom and your cards. Can you tell everyone where they can find more, find out more about you and also get these beautiful cards? They can learn more about me at my website, where, of course, everything's in transition. Right now, we're at drsaritaelizabeth.com. And I do um, have a blog that is interesting for a little, getting a little bit deeper in the cards. Also, on the social media sites, Pinterest, Facebook, and we're all exploring new mediums as well, I think. But you can follow us there. And we often, a couple of times a week, we'll give a tip on our card. So. This one um, is there is more than enough. And so I know in times where transitions happening, a lot of us may feel like there's not enough, but this is a real important time to kind of count the blessings that we do have, take stock of, I've had so many people that come in and say, I realize I don't even need to do that thing anymore. I don't need this. So I think these times, um, these times are um, opportunities. And we do try to consistently give positive help tips related to what's ever going on in our current season and what's happening around our property. So social media, drsaritaelizabeth.com. We actually have a quiz on there that you can find out more about your constitutional type versus what season we're in. Okay, great. Well, and we'll have those links up on, on the, uh, below your interview on the Spot Doctor website. Thank you, Trevor. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks again for coming on, Sarita. I hope you enjoyed this interview today with Dr. Cox. To learn more about Dr. Sarita Elizabeth Cox, you can go to thespadoctor.com. Go to the podcast page with her interview, and you'll find all the information and links there, including how to get these amazing cards. I really do love these. And this is the Earth set that I have. And she's got 
all of the different seasons, the different elements that you can get depending upon the time of year. So if you're listening to this podcast during the the earth season that we talked about, then this is a perfect time to get these cards. If you're catching this podcast later on, you might want to consider a different season or get all of them because I think they're fantastic. And you again, you can go to thespotdoctor.com, go to the podcast page with our interview to find the information on that. And while you're there, I invite you to join the Spot Doctor community so you don't miss any of our upcoming shows and information. And don't forget that your skin is an outer reflection of overall health. And you can go to theskinquiz.com to find out what's your skin personality type and get messages and information on what your skin's trying to tell you and what you can do about it at theskinquiz.com. Also, I invite you to join the Spot Doctor on social media. We're on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Pinterest. So join the conversation there. And I'll see you next time on the Spot Doctor podcast. Thank you.